Goldthorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Nancy Cavanici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen anyone get a over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt, sprinting ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record. 9.68, the wind is okay. How easy was that? It is Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you today for day seven of the Tokyo 2020 Asterix 2021 Olympic Games. And it has been another big, big day, a golden day for both Australia and Canada. Canada have won a gold. Get on board the Canadian train or the boat, the Canadian boat, because they know what they're talking about. It's a boot. With eight people in it. Well, actually nine. We'll get to that potentially. Uh, It has been another big day outside of the medal wins and everything else along those lines. But uh, I'm so excited to be able to talk about what has happened today with our number one Canadian expert on all things a boot, boots. Uh, Colin Hilding. Colin, uh, welcome back after a day away. You're back and you're back. I I am back. I waited until we win another goal. I was on strike from off the podium (laughs) Until we won another gold. So if you don't hear from me tomorrow, it means I'm on strike again and I won't be back until we win another gold, which means we're going to win another gold. And Jared's on strike because uh, Ash and John lost the tennis. But uh, Jared, in all seriousness, uh, should hopefully be joining us throughout this episode. We just have to bring him in because he likes to make an entrance. He's kind of, you know, he got really famous after yesterday's episode. So uh, therefore, he's going to come out and make a grand entrance today. But um, let, let's talk about Canada straight away. We didn't have a chance to really talk about it. We still talked about you guys yesterday. We made sure to uh, keep up appearances. But uh, the women's eight, the first time you have won this event since Barcelona in 1992, you beat New Zealand, which made it even better for me as an Australian to watch this. And as somebody who lived in Canada for 12 months, I know that about half of these people from this team are based basically where I was from in Canada, in Victoria and on Vancouver Island. So uh, I'm going to take credit for half of these medals because none of them are from Winnipeg, I believe. So suck it, Winnipeg. Uh, this is a big deal, though. The the, the eights are the, the prestigious events of the rowing and you won the women's. So congratulations. How is Canada feeling today? Uh, they're feeling very good that you did not interview another rower and it led to another medal. So <laughs> if Ben is living in a city with a Canadian rower and doesn't interview him, we go on to medal. That's the, that's the successor here. Uh, I mean, this is big. I think uh, anytime Canada can win any medal in the summer Olympics, it's exciting. It's becoming a lot more common we're finding, but uh, to win a gold is fantastic. There was um I'm thinking it was London. We only won a single gold the entire games. So the fact that we're not even halfway through this Olympics and we already have multiple golds is even more exciting. Uh, Plus rowing, as I mentioned in the last episode, I mean, this is sort of a staple for Canada. We know we're always going to medal somewhere in the rowing. Who knows where it is. Uh, But uh, I think that we took silver in this maybe in London. And that was probably the last time that this sort of main event uh, was big for Canada. But I, I can remember Barcelona was probably the first time I actually really sat down and watched the Olympics. It wasn't somewhere I was like Olympic fanatic yet, but I can remember um, my brother and I 
during summer break, just sort of watching it. Oh, the Olympics is on. Let's see it. And getting really into rowing because we would suddenly see Canada pop up over and over again. We're like, we're good at something in summer Olympics. Let's keep watching. So my earliest Olympic memories as, as far as viewing Olympics goes was probably getting really into the rowing in Barcelona. And now we've had, uh, you know, a couple of uh, Canadian medals in events we haven't medaled since Barcelona. So, I mean, Canadian women's rowing is back. It is. It really is. I actually woke up just in time to watch this one, and I I love watching the eights. The eights is always fun, and particularly with no crowd, and the sound effect is you can basically hear all of these crews yelling at each other. It's fantastic. (laughs) And um, your cox in the boat, she she went off. She was just absolutely going crazy, and I actually didn't realise that the cox got a gold medal. I thought it was kind of like the coach in a lot of these sports where I think the coach, we talked about this, um, I believe, with uh, Sammy Joe Small, didn't we, about the coaches not getting medals, Mm -hmm. but I, I think that uh, coaches in, in team sports should. But I'm glad that the Cox gets a, a gold medal in uh, And in thrown well. into the water afterwards too. Yeah. And, I mean, you beat New Zealand. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's – I this know you are – becoming a rivalry here with Canada and New Zealand. Forget about Australia well, and New Zealand. Canada and New Zealand in the rowing's a rivalry now. Well, it's not just the rowing, Colin, and the medal tally. You're only ahead of them based on the fact you've won three more bronze. You've both won the same amount of gold and silver now. We're going to talk about the fact that New Zealand won a couple of gold today. But, um, yeah, this is a, a deep rivalry now between you guys. But, uh, I mean, is was this an expected – win was this one of these ones that Canada had sort of earmarked as a as a potential gold or is this sort of a bit of a surprise no I I think there are only two medals that we were projecting we would win one was in doubles and one was in singles and we didn't win either of those so both of the medals that we have won have kind of been surprises uh I think we expect to make in the finals in this pretty much every single time but uh certainly not a gold and you could tell their reactions like I, I I think some of the some of the biggest Olympic memories that you have are just on the reactions of the people and the bigger the reaction the bigger of a surprise I think it is I mean this was like an explosive reaction the cool thing is you don't see them break even they they realize we've got this one it wasn't until they crossed the finish line where suddenly they explode and I think that's a little bit different you know, to a lot of sports, like just to be able to see how, if you're a swimmer, if you're a runner, you're laser focused, but this is an event where, you know, you're winning. And we sort of talked about the, um, I think it was in the triathlon, uh, the, the, our Olympia Olympic, uh, athlete of the day, uh, who won the men's, how he just kept sort of peeking behind him. Like, yeah, I'm winning. Yeah. I'm winning. <laughs> you know, when, when there's an event where you could have this big of a lead, but you just, you can't break your focus. And then all of a sudden you explode out of nowhere. It's, that makes a great Olympic moment. Is it when it comes to the reaction of Canada? Because I can imagine most of the attention today uh, was on Rosie and we'll talk about her. But was this something that, I guess, is it still the talking point? Because, I mean, this isn't me being a dick. This is legitimately saying that obviously Canada generally wins around three or four gold in a a Summer Olympics. You've already won three and it's not even halfway yet. I mean, is this kind of like a a big deal now? Or is kind of the news still around the fact that Rosie unfortunately couldn't go back to back to back? Uh, you know, what's interesting with Rosie is that they didn't even want to mention her name until her event started. Uh, but kind of in the way we get to that, it ended. She is sort of the big headline that you're seeing right now. Uh, I will say though, this was aired. I felt like I was living in Australia because this woman's eight was aired, I think three times before Rosie's event started. (laughs) And there was only about six hours in between those events. So it, you know it's a big deal when Canada is willing to re-air something multiple times within only a few hours. But yeah, now since yeah, the the trampoline event, it, it has sort of taken a backseat. 
I, I will talk a little bit about comparisons recently with both Australia and Canada because it's actually quite interesting when we're just on the cusp of the halfway point and we're both are sitting right now in the medal tally. But for Australia, uh, we walked away today with a gold and a bronze in the same event. Uh, this is one that Jared and I talked up a little bit last night. I've actually been legitimately excited for, and uh, we were legitimately excited to try and see our favourite athlete, Kate Campbell, try and win the gold. But uh, <laughs> Emma McKeon took the gold for Australia in the 100 metre freestyle, and Kate Campbell took the bronze. So I believe that is only her second individual medal. But the the big talking point with Emma McKeon is that this is her very first individual gold medal. This is her eighth Olympic medal which means that if she can win one more medal at these Olympics, she will tie Liesl Jones and Ian Thorpe for the most ever medals in the Olympic Games in history for an Australian. And if she wins two, she will break the record, which I I don't know if she's able to do it because I she's not on the mixed relay team, but I believe she's in the medley team and possibly the 50-metre free. So I think she's maybe still got the two chances to do that. So this is a, a very big deal. And all jokes aside, I'm going to say this right now. I am happy for Kate Campbell winning the bronze. I am legitimately saying that, uh, that I am 100% happy for her to see her do that. And I actually thought she was, I thought Bronte Campbell was older than her, but apparently it's the other way around. Bronte looks older than Kate Campbell, so she hasn't been drinking the the right coffee or that. But uh, did you watch this race for a certain somebody who finished fourth? Because, I mean, I can imagine this is a big talking point that she's only, Penny's got to get one more, and in sort of the two chances she's had, she's finished fourth in both of them. It's it's a tough one. Um, I think there there were so few expectations for Penny in these games, which you know is because of the the, the slump she sort of hit. But um, once she got going, you know, we tied that record, and most Canadians mispromoted it as even in Canada we mispromoted it as like, oh she set the all time record. No, she tied the all time record. You know, she has to win at least one more. And we knew she had like three events to go. So I think we got comfortable. Like this will happen before the end of the Olympics. It wasn't even necessarily that she didn't medal. I mean, you know, that was one of her events in Rio. So we kind of hope she would. It's more now there's only one shot left, you know, and, and that's where you, you have, it's that nail biter. Cause we don't know if, if she's going to come back in Beijing and, or sorry, I'm not Beijing. She's going to come back in Beijing. Yeah. She's going to switch wow. to uh speed skating yeah no um, long overdue but uh, <laughs> but it's 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 such a like nail biter now you know is this actually going to happen is there a chance if she doesn't medal are we going to be disappointed we're going to have to wait another three years for this record to be broken because now all sites on the record and even in her reaction after the um after the relay you know where, where canna finished fourth she was the one who was going on and on saying this isn't a disappointment this is a success you know, we should be looking at the success. And, you know, previous to that, she has had that famous comment where she says, yeah, I tied this record. That's great, but I'm not done yet. Uh, last night after she came in fourth, like her interview, it was definitely good sportsman like conduct, but she's like, I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't really disappointed. So I think it's starting to kick in now. Will that push her to be more competitive is the question. Like, I'm really interested to see what happens in this relay. She's not swimming bad. It's just, there are so many people and she kind of commented this on this uh, afterwards when she came in fourth as well. But she's like, you know, I, I can't, you know, fault myself in any way. I think I, I had a couple of things I could have done differently, but the competition I was up against the three who are ahead of me, you can't, you know, you can't find bigger competition than that. So it's going to be a challenge now, but I'm everybody wants that record broken. 
Well, I have to say that Canada have qualified fastest for the 4x100m medley relay. Now, Penny didn't swim the heat, so maybe she might not be in the final. I'm not too sure. But uh, you guys will be starting in lane four in that one. Australia were the second uh, fast, third fastest, I should say, uh, behind the US. So we'll be right next to you in that one. So there's every chance there that uh, Penny could go on to uh, get that going on in that one as well. Um, Jared will be joining us shortly. I've just heard word from him that he is going to be joining us very, very shortly. The one thing I want to quickly talk about before I talk about the other summaries, and actually I see he's, he's about to jump on the line now, so uh, this will be perfect timing. Actually, maybe I'll just hold off on this slightly just while he comes on here and I'll get his thoughts. There he is. Hello, Jared. Welcome to Off the Podium. Welcome back. Good to good to see your face again. How are you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, just got a little bit caught up in the, uh, the Opals game, but um, good to join. There's so much sport happening tonight. It's been a very busy night. Um, we just finished talking about uh, Canada, and I've, I've sort of just mentioned, of course, our two medal wins today. Uh, we talked about it last night, of course, with uh, Emma and Kate in the 100. Emma's come through to win the gold. Kate's gotten the bronze. How, how are you feeling after that race, Jared? Oh, great. I'm happy for both of them. Um, almost got a little bit emotional with uh, Kate's whole um, speaking to the press afterwards. Um, so yeah, really happy that she's been able to pull off, uh, another individual medal. It just feels like a nice way, um, to potentially, I say, I suppose, end her Olympic career, assuming she's not going on to Paris. Um, so yeah, just, just a really nice story and, and good ending to, um, such a hyped athlete who, um, has been, I suppose, really valuable for Australia in terms of the relays and, and everything. And the one thing I should mention too, I mentioned just a second ago, Jared, before you joined us, Emma McKean's now eight Olympic medals. So she's only one away from tying Thorpe and Liesl as the most ever two away from breaking it. Kate Campbell's won seven. So Kate could hypothetically, uh, should she be involved in the 50 or any of the, the she wasn't in the mixed medley, but uh, any of the other, possibly the, the female one, she could also equal. So we could have four athletes at the end of this game from Australia equal on nine. So um, things like that are pretty amazing. So I mean, it's kind of tricky that I feel this hasn't been talked up. Like Thorpe always, this was talked up, you know, I think when he broke the record uh, in Athens and even Lisa Jones has talked up. Do you feel it's not talked up as much because both of these two have mainly won their medals in relays and some people just don't count them as, as heavily as individual ones? Yeah, I think so. I suppose it's because every time they have their moment, it's with other people. So maybe that's why it's it doesn't stick out as much in people's minds. It doesn't feel like they've won as many. Um, but I mean, ultimately, a medal's a medal, whether it be a relay or an individual event. And the effort that they've put into the relays, some of those swims would have won medals in the times that they swam them in individual events. So um, I think it's all really relative to each other. The the thing I wanted to quickly talk about in regards to the, the medals that have been won and where we're sitting at right now, obviously we are here on day seven. And uh, so we'll be basically halfway tomorrow. But just looking at both Canada and Australia, and this is probably the famous off-the-podium curse right now that I'm going to put on us, but uh, we are both sitting very pretty compared to our Rio halls. So Australia right now, we have already won more gold medals at these Olympic Games than we have in Rio and London. So we're on nine gold medals at the moment. So you've got to go back to Atlanta when we won nine. And as you and I were talking about a little bit last night, Jared, that was hailed as a huge success for us. And then kind of obviously Sydney sort of went out and destroyed that 
little bit when we were in double digits in Sydney, Athens, and Beijing. But even on the total medal count, we're at 22 right now with a, with a eight days to go, nine days to go. Of course, the big thing is that swimming ends in two days. So uh, obviously, it legitimately usually slows in, in the second week. But that's still quite good, really, right now for where we're at. And for Canada as well. Uh, four gold in Rio, already on three, Colin. Now, yeah, the halfway point of your total medal haul one in Rio at 22, so you're on 11 right now. But uh, you've got to go back to Barcelona for when Canada won more than four gold medals when you won seven. And only in your history have you uh, ever got four or more gold medals at, by the looks of things here, four Olympic Games. So in 1904 in St. Louis, you got four. Amsterdam in 1928, you got four. Los Angeles, of course, that was a boycott at the Olympics, but you still got 10 gold there. And seven in Barcelona. So uh, is this is this being talked about, Colin? I'll get your opinion on this like right no. now. That is this like, you just oh, broke like, news to me. <laughs> I mean, is this, well, I mean, there you go. You're welcome. CBC, you're welcome to this information. But I mean, like, I mean, how is that like sitting in your minds at three, three gold in seven days in? I mean, again, usually yeah. three gold is what Canada has after 16 days. It's a pretty solid haul for Canada in a summer game. So, I mean, how does that make you feel as a Canadian hearing that fact? I mean, I don't want to get my hopes up. Is the way it makes me feel. Uh, we, we, we definitely have more success in the second half than Australia does. Uh, there's a couple of events where I think that there's potential for a gold, but um I don't know. I, I I just don't want to get my hopes up at this point. I, I'm, I'm really thinking that Canada is probably going to end up surpassing our total medals from Rio, but I, I'm going to be doubtful that we're actually going to surpass four or even maybe even we won't even hit four uh, for gold. But uh, yeah, hey, I would love to be wrong on that. It's it's fascinating that we make jokes on this show about Canada not being great at the summer and we're good at summer and you guys are great at winter and that. But, like, in all seriousness, you guys shit all over what we do in the winter games. So, I mean, um, but, but in all seriousness, it's a little bit different. I think Canada has a bit more of a summer pedigree than we give credit for, whereas Australia's winter pedigree is... Very limited, <laughs> very, very limited. Um, Jared, what about you? I mean, again, this is us doing a Channel 7 here, but I'm trying to do it as a calm Channel 7 rather than just going, oh, look at us. Because, like, again, realistically, in two days' time when the swimming ends, we are going to dry up and it's going to be over to the team sports and maybe a sneaky athletics bronze or silver here and there. So, I mean, as you and I both said last night, we never in a million years thought we would win 54 medals at these Olympics. But, I mean, looking at our total right now, I think we can surpass Rio's 29 and maybe aim to beat London's 35. I think realistically that should be the goal here and is potentially potential. Yeah, I think so. And I think overall, um, I mean, we've we've been performing fairly well in the team sports. Um, We said, I think in like the preview episode that we had a good feeling about the team sports, this Olympics. And I think, so far, we've been performing as expected um, in those sports, and there's definitely medal chances there. There's going to be individual medal chances in, in the athletics, so I don't think it's a stretch to say that um, we can definitely get up there with our, with our Rio and London medal tallies and potentially eclipse them. Can I ask yeah. a question for, for both of you? Uh, yes, and I'll kind Colin of give mine as well. Um, it, it doesn't sound like either of us are that hopeful that there's that many more golds to come um, after this point, but if you had to pick, what do you think is your best chance at a gold in the second week? After the swimming? Cause I think we've after maybe swimming, got, yeah. 
Yeah, because I think maybe swimming. realistically in the swimming, there's maybe one or two. Like, I think they talk us up in the mixed relay, although our heat time wasn't great and possibly the four-by-one medley in the women. So, I mean, I think we could get a sneaky one or two in, in that. Possibly the 200 back with Kaylee. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, look, as an avid hockey fan, I, I would like to think the Kookaburras can actually come through for their second ever goal. It's just, it's such a curse on Australia that we're the best team in the world when it comes to men's hockey, and we just always choke in the Olympics. Um, we broke through in Athens, so there's every chance that that could come through. Um, there's a sailor that we've got that's, uh, he's, and we'll talk about him at one point, that looks like, and we always end up sneaking a sailing medal here and there that you never hear about until it comes through. I think outside of that, Jared, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I would like to think the Boomers could break through if the US don't do well. And, I mean, the Boomers are due for a medal. So I really would like to realistically think we can at least get a medal in the basketball. But, I I mean, we've talked about this a lot, that there's always one that no one predicts and it comes out of nowhere. And, I mean, track cycling. I should mention track cycling. Track cycling is always a pretty good haul for Australia too. So there's maybe one or two in there. But they're not really being talked up, I feel, these Olympics. Not many of our track cyclists have really been mentioned as as big gold hopes. So I would think realistically sailing, possibly hockey, um, maybe cycling, and there will be a sneaky one like a Chloe that will just come out of nowhere that no one is thinking of. Like, I mean, the Matildas might fucking pull out something out of their ass after today. I don't know. But, Jared, I mean, I don't know if you're what if you've got any different thoughts to that. No, I think similar, but I think in hockey's, I just have this feeling about the um, the hockey ruse this time around. Just been watching their matches, and it feels very calm and collected, and they're just. They're playing well. They're undefeated so far. So I think um, for me, I, for me, either the men's or women's team could win based on what I've seen so far. But I think I've just had this feeling that the women's team um, might do a little bit better this year. And they're traditionally the ones who always kind of save our bacon, right? I remember sort of back in, uh, you know, Sydney and Atlanta when we were the best in the world. Uh, it was always kind of almost a solid guarantee that the the hockey ruse would never let us down. And, I mean, a- Athens to me is one of the greatest Australian gold medals of all time. Like seeing the Kookaburras finally break through for that gold was just, just incredible. For us, I mean, I think decathlon is the one that uh... – is the most likely for us to take a gold in. I'd actually, I'd be shocked if we didn't medal in that, but I think gold's a pretty good possibility. Other than that, like it's really going to come down to is if there's a, a, um, a really good showing for DeGrasse um, in either the one or 200 meter. I don't think he's considered the front runner in either, but he's like, he wasn't even considered you know necessarily a chance to medal uh, in Rio. And he ended up taking silver. Uh, the four by 200 relay, I think might be our best option uh outside of decathlon um but that's pretty much it like i think there's there's a lot of chances of meddling going forward for canada but i'm not thinking that there's any golds outside of decathlon is degrass a bit like penny in the fact that sort of he's gone a bit quiet since the last olympics and that maybe the olympics is what brings it out of him yeah, well, DeGrasse is a real competitor. They actually are very similar in uh, even just the way they compete because neither are known for having great starts. They're known for, they know they have to chase somebody down. They will chase them down and come out of nowhere. Uh, and, but they've they've had very similar, um, I guess, uh, careers since Rio as well. Uh, with Penny, her slump was more of a mental thing. With DeGrasse, it was a lot of injuries. Uh, and also being sidelined, something that I learned, you know, during um, the 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 
uh, what was it? The final the, Usain Bolt's final year is that uh, the reigning champion gets to choose who he competes with on occasion, and he intentionally did not choose DeGrasse several times because he wanted to go out as a winner. Uh, that was uh, that was interesting. So he he's been very cautious to not be in the media, to not do interviews, to not do a lot of speaking. Uh, but he's heavily like you won't find any other athlete in Canada that has more sponsorship deals than him. It's like, he's like the sponsorship collector. Uh, Jamie keeps mentioning, Oh, Andre DeGrasse is, uh, you know, some type of spokesman for some company. And I'm like, Oh, is it this one? Is it this one? Is it like, he's got three or four commercials on TV at any given time, but he's not one of these guys. He's not in for the money. Obviously for him, he's like, I want to be the best. I want to you know put all this money into my training. So as she's waving behind me, she, she heard her name drop. She's like, hi, I'm Jamie. Uh, maybe she'll have a segment later on. I don't know. But yeah, he, he is, um, he's quite, it's hard to get a read on him, but you know that when he's in it, he's going to give it like 150%. And one thing I'll say is uh, Bruce, Mr. Athletics himself, talked him up a little bit, I think, in the opening ceremony. And uh, Bruce, Bruce is a smart man. So Bruce keeps an eye on these things, Colin. If Bruce is saying Andre's a chance, you never know. Mm-hmm. I believe exactly. Bruce. So you should. Um, in terms of other medal results today, we should we should mention congratulations, New Zealand. You got yourself two gold today, bro. Oh yeah, bro, we got two gold. Oh shot, we're doing very very well. Um, both in the rowing, the men's eight took the gold, and uh, also Emma Twug in the women's single skulls, uh, she took the uh, gold in that one. In the other uh, event of rowing, last day of rowing, of course, in the men's single skulls, the esteemed. Greeks won it. I believe this is the first time Greece has ever won an Olympic gold medal in rowing. Stefanos Tuskos uh, took the gold there ahead of Norway's Jetil Borch and Croatia's Damir Martin. Uh, Germany took the silver in the rowing eight and Britain the bronze. Rock Hannah Praxen in the women's single skull silver and Austria Magdala Lobnig uh, took the bronze in the women's eight. It was uh, silver to New Zealand and bronze to China. Um... Archery, oh, what a surprise. South Korea won another gold medal. Um, San An in the women's individual, uh, Russia, silver, Italy, bronze. Athletics, we had one medal decided tonight. Did finish just recently as we were recording this. Solomon Berega of Ethiopia won the men's 10,000. You were watching that in the background, uh, Colin. Um, and Uganda, silver and bronze in that one. Badminton, uh, it was gold to China, silver to China, bronze to Japan. In the men's K1 slalom, it was gold to Jiri Sprek of Czech Republic. Uh, silver to Slovakia, bronze to Germany. Germany's had a very good uh, canoe slalom uh, week, it appears. Cycling in the men's and women's BMX, it was gold to the Netherlands in the men. Nick Kimman, best striver for Britain in the women's and uh, silver for Britain and bronze to Colombia in the men's. And bronze, the reigning two-time champ, Mariano Pion, uh, couldn't go back to back to back, but she still got the silver in the women's and Merce Smolders, Netherlands, bronze. Fencing, Japan took the men's team, Epe, Rock, Silver, South Korea, bronze, still no Italy. They're still having a very bad fencing games. Uh, the women's trampoline, which we'll no doubt talk about very, very shortly. Uh, Zhu Ying Zhu, uh, gold uh, for China. China got silver and bronze went to Britain. Judo, gold to the Czech Republic. Lucas Kraplek and Akira Sone of Japan took the gold in that one. Georgia and Cuba got silvers. France, rock, Azerbaijan and France. Uh, Romain Dicko, oh, good host of Australian Survivor. Um, bronze there. Uh, in the rowing, I've already gone over that. Shooting, uh, Rock, another gold for them. An Olympic record for Vitalina Batsarinka in the women's 25-meter pistol. Silver to South Korea, bronze to China. 
In the swimming, outside of, uh, we talked about Emma McKeon, Evgeny Rylov went the backstroke double. He got the gold there ahead of, ah, oh, Ryan Murphy. I still like he was a TV creator. Silver and uh, Luke Greenback for Britain bronze. Uh, Shun Wang in the uh, men's individual medley, 200 metres for China, took the gold. Duncan Scott, Britain, silver. And Jeremy Desplanche, Planche, Switzerland, iconic swimming nation of Switzerland, got a bronze medal there. Uh, I should mention in the women's 100 free, my pick last night, Jared, look out for her. Uh, Siobhan Hall, he got the silver for Hong Kong. So uh, two silvers for her. That's great. And a great story in the 200-meter breaststroke, Tatiana Schoemaker, world record. Didn't everyone get around her today in the women's 200 breaststroke? Great scenes in that one. Took the gold. Lily King took the silver for the US and Annie Laser uh, bronze. Can I just mention quickly, Jared, I looked at the medal tally in swimming Australia, equal first with the U.S. on gold. They've just won a few more silver. So I think one thing that would be great for Australia is to beat U.S. in swimming. I don't know if we've ever done that before, Jared, have we? Not that I can recall. Yeah, that would be amazing. I feel like that's must. That's the goal moving forward in the yeah. last couple of days of swimming. I know uh, we've beaten them in the world. I definitely know we've beaten them at the Commonwealth Games. That's a, that's a common thing for us. Uh, table tennis, the men's singles final is the last event that is happening right now as we record this. I can tell you that China and will win surprise, gold. big surprise, it's China versus China, just like the <laughs> <Yes>. women's. <laughs> exactly. Germany, bronze in table tennis. And in the tennis... The doubles, uh, the men's doubles, uh, Croatia won gold, Croatia won silver. Uh, Nikola Metic and Matej Pavic took the gold ahead of their countrymen, Marin Cilic and Ivan Dodlig. And brown New Zealand got a bronze in tennis. Marcus Daniel and Michael Venus. What a turn up for the books, Jared. New Zealand got a bronze brew. Did you, did you call that one? I don't think anyone saw that one coming. I mean, I think New Zealand did. I don't think they've announced it, to be honest. Um, I need to check on the... I need to hit the stats book as if uh, this might be New Zealand's first ever medal in tennis because uh, they're not really an esteemed tennis nation. Uh, I'll quickly check over the uh, the book. I mean, they've, Australasia won a bronze. Does that count? Uh, no, this is their very first medal in tennis. Fantastic. Get on board the New Zealand tennis train. It's starting up, brew. We're going to hit some tennis balls. Um, outside of the medal, actually, no, quick touch on the medal tally. I should go over that as we speak. Uh, China back in front, uh, 19 gold, 10 silver, 11 bronze. Japan, 17 gold, 4 silver, 7 bronze in second. USA, third, 14 gold, 16 silver, 11 bronze. Bit of a slow gain to the US, only in third. Rock, our dastly enemies. Uh, 10 gold, 14 silver, 10 bronze. And Australia still sitting in fifth place. 9 gold, 2 silver, 11 bronze, 22 in total. Canada are just outside the top 10 on the fact that Germany have won one more silver than you. Ah, oh, the bloody Germans. Ugh. 11th place right now. But you're beating the Kiwis, brew Because as I said, you've got three more bronze than they have. And San Marino still in last place, but that's good enough for us, right, Jared? Yep. Well, they're not last last. I mean, the countries have won nothing. They're Well, I mean, medals countries... Colin, Mr. Technical, um, how did Canada go outside of uh, the the medals today? Give us some other results, and I the, guess you want to talk medal about your today. The, well, outside of the medal, sorry, I forget you only win one a day. Um, uh, Rosie, is she the talking point outside of all these other results? No doubt. Yeah, like uh, again, I just looked up uh, the Olympic website, CBC website, and the top headline is still Rosie McLennan does not threepeat, uh, doesn't even medal, which is unfortunate. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of start with that. Cause, uh, before the game started, uh, I, I, let's go back even a year ago. She was sort of the athlete that was leading the charge of, we should not be going to Tokyo while this pandemic's going on. 
Uh, so she kind of became the unofficial athlete spokesperson during the pandemic. Uh, but even at the time, she said, you know, I can't tell you if I'm going to be there in Tokyo if we postpone it a year, but I think it's the responsible thing to do to postpone it a year. Uh, coming into this, she had an ankle injury, which I asked you if they even talked about that on uh, the Australian commentary. You said that they didn't. But uh, I mean, it was definitely a talk about here because it was still bandaged up, as you could see. It was, uh, I'll, I'll, well, when we talk about what we watch, I'll get into it more later on, but uh, it, it's definitely one of the big heartbreakers, uh, not like a, oh, that really sucks, but just, it, it's unfortunate because imagine the history that could have made if she had won three back-to-back -back gold medals after becoming the first Canadian to ever win, first trampoline to ever win two back-to-back. -back. Um, but she interrupt and ask, to really yeah. quickly interrupt, uh, I believe she would have been the first Canadian to win three in a row in any event. Is that summer yeah. and winter? Have you ever had winter any Olympians go? Any sport. There's only three Olympians, I think, who have ever won back-to-back -back medals uh, outside of, like, team, you know, but... Uh, well, I was going to yeah, say, because the women's hockey team won about exactly, four in a row, yeah. didn't they? For and individual events, won though, two. Yeah, okay. she's the only summer athlete to ever do it, and I think one of only three uh, to have done it in any games. Uh, and not to mention, nobody has ever done it in the trampoline even twice, so to do three times would have... She is the goat of trampoline. I mean, that's kind of the big uh, talk about even... I, I listened to some of the British commentary, and they were saying the same thing with her. Uh, but fourth overall, um, I, I kind of knew that China was going to take... Uh, you know, if it wasn't Rosie, it would have been China for gold and silver in this. Um, but uh, the other Canadian that we had in there in her first Olympics, uh, Samantha Smith, uh, she unfortunately fell during qualifying. Otherwise, she actually would have been in the mix as well. Um, so some of the other stuff, obviously, we mentioned Penny uh, finished fourth in the 100-meter freestyle, uh, but still broke the Canadian record. Uh, so that's something. When we start talking about the Canadian records, you know that uh, maybe we're drying up a little bit, but uh, still good for her. Uh, and both we have two Canadians advancing for the 200-meter backstroke, uh, which is coming up in a matter of hours, 12-ish uh, hours, somewhere around there. Uh, Kylie Mass is qualified fourth, and uh, Taylor Rooks qualified in seventh. Um, but uh, in the men's side, uh, we just missed out on the 100-meter butterfly, Joshua Lindau. Uh, he finished 11th overall. Uh, trampoline, I already mentioned. Um, BMX, this was actually exciting. I don't know if anybody expected uh, us to be placing in the finals, but uh, Drew Meckelson, I think is her name. Uh, she first Olympics ever, and she ended up finishing eighth. I mean, I, I was sort of just excited to see a Canadian there, and then once it was over, I'm like, oh, and we came in last, but good for her. You know, <laughs> I've got words to talk back. about her in this episode. Don't worry. Do you? Okay. Yes, I know you are very upset about something, or I'll, I'll have some comments on that. Uh, I won't go through all the athletics because it's very preliminary. Um, I guess one of the big things I just want to say is I'm going to say the best name in Canadian athletes right now, Django Lovett. Yes, has advanced in the high jump. What a name! Uh, him and John Gay are battling it out for the best name here, but Django love Django it. Gay, combine them together. Yeah, what a name. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, let's be honest. If it was John Lovett, not impressive. Django Gay, there's a name, yeah. Django Gay. Uh, Sign me but up. But we've got, we've got two uh, Canadians obviously advancing a high jump, and uh, that's exciting because somebody cost us Derek Druin. Thank you again, Ben. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, we could have had a back-to-back -back goal here. That would have been our best success uh, in the second half. Um, a, a, cup, a big disappointment, I guess, here too. Again, not sad disappointment, just uh, end of an era. Mo Ahmed has always sort of been in the mix for the, the, the 10K, which just happened a little while ago. And I think everybody was really hopeful we would have, he was really hopeful we would have meddled. And uh, he ended up finishing, I think, sixth overall. There was like a big surge at the end. That was an exciting event, but um, sadly he's out. Big story, I guess, uh, next to 
the the failures we had. I don't want to call them failures. It sounds mean, but outside of the uh, the the gold medal win for Canada, I feel like Canada won another gold just by beating Brazil. Oh, uh, <laughs> twice. You did, right? didn't you? Yeah. Um, didn't no, you didn't beat Brazil. We lost to Brazil in um in in Rio, didn't we? So I don't think you. Mm-hmm. No, or did you beat them for the bronze? Maybe you beat them for the bronze. I think it was the bronze because yeah. they were talking up how you beat them in Rio. So I'm guessing you must have beat them for the bronze. Yeah, and I mean this has sort of become you know, women's soccer in Canada has become a big sport. Uh, so that I mean that was like right down to the wire. I mean, the, the, how many? What was it like five five kicks they ended up going? So they they go yeah five penalties at the end and uh, yeah. it was uh, four three on penalties. And we weren't doing well at the beginning. We missed the first one and it was looking like yeah. they were going to beat us, but. Uh, yeah, that was good. Sailing, we're still in it, I guess. Um, it's a thing. Uh, pirates helped them. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> uh, rugby, we're not really in it. Oh, that was heartbreaking. And we meddled last time. So I think this is one where we had expectations going in. But, I mean, the, the France One loss point. Was- one point. You basically, R- Russia Olympic Committee had to lose, I think, 34 yeah. nothing against New Zealand for you to make it through as the best third-place team. They lost 33 nothing. Yeah. I mean, so we're going to end up playing for ninth and 10th spots, it looks like. So that's unfortunate. Uh, diving, I'm excited that uh, maybe in the coming days I could break out my original flavor, Jennifer Abellios, for some trivia uh, because <laughs> she's moved on to the uh, top 18 for the, the three-meter springboard as well as Pamela Ware. Uh, so we got two divers still in there. Equestrian, this is really exciting. Okay, Ben, I, I, I don't Calm know if down. you're reading it's the same. question. Come oh, on. Well, hold on. I'm going <laughs> to read you what is on the Olympic.ca website, and you tell me if this is not a great headline here. Uh, so, first of all, we have um, Colleen Loach, and uh, I guess this is a horse named Quarry Blue Darjujis. Uh, finished 20th overall, but unfortunately, Jessica Phoenix had to withdraw due to an injury sustained by her horse, Pavarotti. Oh, I gotta see the replay. This the horse injured her. I want to kick to the face or something like that. Like we got like another horse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is injury sustained by her. The first time I read them, like, oh, Pavarotti's injured. This is gonna be big news here. But Pavarotti kicked her or something. I don't know. We gotta find out and update tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wow, it's gotta be Pavarotti. If it's not Zoe, what has gotta be Pavarotti? Uh, golf, I'll just kind of skim through this. We got some golfers in it. Field hockey. Um, I don't yeah, know. You tell me field, field hockey today for all. We did. That's what it looks like. Yeah. yeah with South Africa. Uh, shooting, um, uh, finished 42nd overall. Linda Kichko. Sure. Kichko. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of excitement for the team sports right now and things that I think we didn't necessarily expect. Uh, the, the other big one right now is volleyball. Uh, because Canada had their first win in men's volleyball, and I don't think Canada's ever made it past the first round. Uh, but we beat Venezuela, oh. which has us in a good position right now. Um, we still have a chance at the quarterfinals. Well, if you beat and Venezuela, think, you know you win the chance at the quarterfinals. Traditional volleyballing nation. We've we've beaten Iran and Venezuela, uh, so yeah. that, that's exciting. Uh, so now the the big one's gonna be this is gonna be main event time here, 7 p.m. I guarantee CBC's main event coverage tomorrow night is gonna be Canada and Poland because now all of a sudden everybody's gotten really crazy about the volleyball. So that's kind of our other main event that we had. I love the volleyball, usually the women's, but anyway. <laughs> um, 
for Australia, I just, I just before I go over some of the big team ones, and obviously there's a big result that's happened tonight that we're all talking about. Um, I just want to quickly go over because I, I don't often go over some of the the swimming heats, but given that I think they're kind of all done now, we've only just got finals left. I should mention a few of these. So tonight, uh, the 50 meter freestyle for both men and women were on. In the men's, we only had Cam McAvoy in it, Jared, and unfortunately he didn't make it through to the semis. Um, Canada's got one though, Brent Hayden there. So uh, we don't care about the men's 50s, but we care about the women's 50s because uh, this is where Emma McKeon and Kate Campbell can push for these records. Emma McKeon, not only was she the fastest qualifier, another Olympic record, if you don't mind, by Emma to get through to the semi. So thank you very much. And Kate, third fastest. So um, Kate can get sweet revenge. I think this is where she medaled in Rio from memory. I think she got a bronze, did she not, in the 50? Because I know she'd won one individual medal in that. Um, and they look like there are only two representatives in that. So that's exciting. Good on you, Emma. We Our new golden girl of the pool. Um, but everyone would think it's just still Ariane, right? Like, I mean, don't you love how like, Ariane's getting all the credit? And yet we've literally got Kaylee McEwen, who could potentially win double gold in these games. We'll talk about her a little bit after. And then we've got Emma McKeon, who has just done amazing. She's won more medals. She's won four medals at these Olympics. Ariane's only won three. So why aren't we talking up um, Emma Moore? Why aren't we? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's that um, it's the double gold. It's the the uh, Ledecky factor. Yeah, um, I think. But we've won. We've won up in the media. We've won the one hundred, the two hundred, and the four hundred in the women. So the fifty seems like it will fit. Um, obviously, didn't win the fifteen hundred, and I don't think we're going to win the eight hundred. But uh, yeah, it's kind of cool to think that we've got that. Um, in the four by one hundred meter medley for women. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier we're the third fastest qualifiers for that one. Uh, again, uh, sort of neither Kate nor Emma swam, neither did Kaylee. So I'm assuming they might have been rested for the heats and potentially might be in the finals. But there was Emily Seabomb, Chelsea Hodges, Brianna Throssell and Molly O'Callaghan swam those. So they'll get some medals if we end up coming through there. In the men's 4 by one we just snuck in. We were sixth fastest in that one. So uh, we will be in the final. Canada got in two in the men's as well. So they were eighth in that one there. Uh, and in the men's 1,500 metres, I'm so sad that we don't seem to have a good 1,500 metre swimmer anymore because this was the one that growing up, right, this is the one we always won. From Kieran Perkins to Grant Hackett, this was our event. And now it just seems so long ago that we've had one, right? Uh, Jack mm. McLaughlin was our only swimmer in this. And he missed out by about four seconds. The fastest swimmer, a Ukrainian. I'm not even going to try. And, uh, Roman Chuck is his name. Actually, I can pronounce that one. But, yeah, I don't know. That's just the one that I'm always sad, Jared, that we just don't seem to do well in anymore. Yeah, it is. It's the nostalgia factor, isn't it? Of just, And it's just weird how you can have so much depth in an event and then just all of a sudden those swimmers retire and there's nobody coming through. And you would think that given the publicity of that event that there'd be so many kind of young people wanting to swim that event uh, and emulate their idols, but it just it hasn't come to fruition that way. Yeah, I'll talk about the uh, other ones in the swimming finals tomorrow. Uh, team sports, so I'll go over some of these first. Right now, live on air as we're recording this, the Opals, 10 points down against China. What happened, Jared? The Opals were kind of almost like a lock for a medal. We've, I mean, it's been a while, but, like, come on, Opals. We're, we lost to freaking Belgium, and now we're losing to freaking China. I know. And in this match, we were behind early and we caught back up. And I swear in the last five minutes, just nothing we throw at the basket is going in. This is uh, this is crazy that we have to rely on the men in basketball all of a sudden. That's uh, Things have definitely changed in our Olympic history. Um, the big one, though, 
the big, big one. We talked a little bit about this last night about the Matildas and kind of the hopes and chances, but this was an epic match. 4-3. Australia won it in extra time. Got the early goal. Sam Kerr, who else? Then Britain got one back. Then straight after halftime, got another one back. Then Australia with Sam Kerr once again at the death in the 89th minute, tied it up. Fantastic. Then Britain got a penalty early on in extra time, a bit of a dubious call, got saved. Great. We went from the other end to the other to get it, to score, uh, to take the lead, then got another one. I missed the one. I literally messaged you going, wait, did we just score again? Like I've walked away and we're 4-2 up. Britain then get another goal in extra time, but we hang on 4-3. I mean, this is our automatically most successful ever in men's or women's football at the Olympic Games. And as I said to you last night, couldn't come at the most perfect time two years away from us hosting the World Cup. So, I mean, this is massive. This is such a huge result for for football in this country. It is. And I've said kind of like it, they found their form like two years ago and they kind of lost it and they didn't have a great lead up to the games. And just this match, just having that many goals scored, being that back and forth, like you say, Sam Kerr saving us at the death there to get it into extra time. And the fact too that we held out when... Watching this, like the Brits had so many chances. They had the lion's share of the possession and then we were still able to come out with the win. It was just, it was amazing. And we, I can, I thought we were set to play Canada. I thought we were in the same bracket, but it doesn't unfortunately work that way. We have to play our rival Sweden, who we lost 4-2 in the group stage. They defeated Japan 3-1. US are playing Netherlands as we speak. So the winner of that plays Canada. So all things go to plan. Canada versus Australia for the gold. Can we, can we all cross our little fingies and toes for that one? Because, I mean, I, I talk about it in all seriousness about how big it is for just the sport in this country. I mean, Canada obviously, what, got a bronze in Rio. Was that the first time you'd ever medaled in, in football before? Colin, had the women won a medal before previously in football? Why do I feel like they either did it in London or they just came up short? I think they might have just come up short in London. But, like, generally the, the Canadian women's team are, are somewhat successful. You're kind of yeah. generally up there. Our women's team has sort of gotten better over the years. But this is the the furthest we've ever made in a, a major, major tournament, both men or women. I mean, I think Australia made the Confederations Cup final many, many years ago, but I wouldn't consider I'm talking World Cup and Olympics, and I'm not talking about junior World Cups. World Cup or Olympics, we've never made it to a semifinals before, men or women. So this is massive for the sport and couldn't come out at a better time. Uh, and great for Canada as well. On a day where your men's team bowed out in extra time to Mexico in the Gold Cup. So uh, sad news there, at least on that side of things. But great we, for the Matildas. We did medal in London as well. So, yeah, you did. we've had two so, bronzes. Well, there you go. We had been eliminated in our past two quarterfinal appearances, the Matildas. But, uh, I mean, look, even if you walked away with a fourth place, which is probably realistically going to happen, uh, you would take it, I think, Jared, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a, it's a a big deal. Um, so that was, I think, our, our main one there. But... <laughs> Got to say, the curse may have been put in the purse a few days ago for Kylie. The curse is well and truly out of the purse again because our Rugby Sevens women went down uh, early on 14-12 to USA. I actually thought that wasn't too bad. I thought, well, okay, we avoid playing Britain. I think, like, I thought we got an easier run at it because the Fiji women haven't exactly been as successful as their male counterparts. And unfortunately, uh, we didn't quite get there. It, I think it all came down to this misconversion when we got a try because uh, our girl, Charlotte Caslick, got a try right at the death to, to put it up there. But because we didn't get the conversion earlier, we lost 14-12. Um, I'm calling it, I'm the problem. 
I'm the problem. Yeah. Any any guest that I've been on an interview with has never done well. Uh, Collins, I mean, the two medals that we have won based on guests on this show, it's been solo Colin interviews. So I'm the problem. So I interviewed, now, now looking into week two, I interviewed Aaron Brown. We know he's yep. a good shot for the 200 meter uh, and the two, two by or four by 200 meter. Um, who did you interview on your own? Who was it? It was another uh, Canadian. Uh, um, 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 yes, uh, Brendan Rodney, of course. And, Rodney, uh, yes. So, so all the other ones, we've not had a single dual interview out of anyone uh, that's left because Tom O'Halloran and I did by myself, Brendan Rodney, uh, of course, and um, that is all. Well, Charlotte Caslick, we've mentioned. You interviewed uh, Kylie Mass. Oh, and of course, uh, Max. Still in the in the, mm. the team event. So, yeah, uh, cool, great. So Abdi's going to win a medal, of course. If Abdi and Aaron Brown win, then, like, we know it's bad. <laughs> so, come it, on, Abdi. Come on, Aaron. <laughs> it's 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 definitely me, clearly. But uh, it's it's sad, though, Jared, because like this is kind of one I thought we'd at least medal in. I realise we're not as dominant as we were in Rio, but uh, I kind of felt like a, possibly a silver or a bronze was still possible in the women's rugby. Yeah, this is one that, as you say, it felt like it was a lock. Maybe not the gold, but yeah, definitely some form of medal or at least getting into like the bronze medal match. Going out before it was kind of not even on the radar. Which I have to, I have to say, we've we've lost to Fiji in both the men's and women's. But like, again, if you're going to lose to a country, lose to Fiji, right? Because yeah. I mean, like, we we love the Fijians when they won in the men now back to back. Sorry if I spoiled that for you, Colin. If you haven't watched, it no, yet. no, no, I saw it. I saw it as <laughs> but, soon as we were out. But, I mean, it's good to see the women have success because, I mean, like, Fiji is just, just such a great country. I mean, any of those Pacific Island nations, if you've ever met someone from any of those countries, they're pretty much the nicest people on the planet. They're nicer than Canadians. I will say that right now. Um, and just to see the joy it brings to those countries when they can do so well. So, Fiji will play New Zealand like they did in the gold medal match, but this is in the silver medal match. New Zealand, of course, are the hot favourites in the women's competition. And Great Britain will play France. Um, so God, Jesus, you want anyone, you just want Fiji to win. Like none of those other countries, <laughs> uh, I'm over France hate. So like, come on, Fiji and France, go the F words, uh, beat bloody Britain and New Zealand, um, France. Um, outside of that other results today, uh, we had Lucien Delfour in the, uh, canoe slalom made the final. Uh, finished eighth in that one, unfortunately. But actually, I think fortunately, because I think he was happy enough just to make the final there. So good for Lucian. Uh, the BMX, that was a bit of a, a interesting show today. Uh, Lauren Reynolds made the final, finished fifth. Uh, but our other hope, Saya Sakakabira, she was leading and doing very well in the semis. And she all she had to do was finish that third race. Uh, she was in the lead and just had to cruise home. But unfortunately, she crashed out in a pretty horrific crash. Uh, with, I believe, this American, was it Elisa Willoughby? Um, or the other American, one of the Americans, either Felicia Stansel or Elise Willoughby, and uh, unfortunately went out. And this is where I want to say, if we have an unathlete of the day, uh, I'm giving it to the Canadian Drew Milchison. Did I because- miss something here? Because <laughs> okay, so they- let- <laughs> go, You Colin, go, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, I win. No, I will, because I'm angry at Canada today. <laughs> I love your country, but... Uh, here is poor old Saya basically almost, like, it literally looked like she was just unconscious and flat on her face on the course. They cut away straight away. You see all these people surrounding her and, like, lifting, like, they wouldn't even show the replays because they didn't know if she was okay. They cut to one of the American riders, and I don't know if it was one the one that crashed out with her. She was in tears. She was, like, being consoled by people, and basically people were so concerned. They cut then to Drew Milchison, who's... See, she's made the final. She's like, yay! Thumbs up into the camera and is celebrating. But somebody's dead on the course. Like, 
Well, she wasn't dead. The way that you the way that you sold this in the chat, because I was sort of waiting for the finals, right? Uh, but the way that you sold it in the chat, you're like, oh, there's this horrible, you know, crash or whatever, and the Canadians laughing about it. I'm like, I expected to go by and see that like somebody was there, I don't know, with one of their eyeballs hanging out of a socket, <laughs> an arm dislocated, head gushing blood. And then a Canadian sort of walks by and he's like, hey, hey, mom, like waving the camera. This was like, she wasn't even anywhere near it. She was celebrating. If this, if, I thought I was going to see a Canadian walk by and be like, ha ha, it, it wasn't was, anything like that. I think it just came down to the fact that like the way it was kind of being shown, because like obviously- It was the editing. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because a live event, you're not going to show a replay in case someone's dead. I mean, as a Formula One fan, this is something they used to do back in the day when people were dying. Now they know not to cut to an incident until they realize the driver is safe. So this is kind of that thing but like it was just the awe around it all that people like oh my god like she's like legitimately hurt and she's fine she's completely fine um but yeah i mean you know dick canadians what can we say well let's Um, let's ask a question this this honorable uh best friend of hers the bff american did she stop the race to check if she was okay or did she the race was over well she was like dead next to the australian she got up on a bike and rode to the end and then she started crying maybe she was just wait so she so hold on a second she was there as part of the crash is what you're saying oh shut up so devastated by it she's like (laughs) but you know what i'll get back to you in a second dying friend i gotta walk across the finish line cool running style typical canadian typical canadian can never be the bad guy she needed those seven points (laughs) exactly (laughs) well she actually by by crashing out there she missed out on i think she ended up fifth didn't she or something so she couldn't quite get into the uh the final um beach volleyball uh del sola atacho and clancy uh were undefeated but they went down to the russian pairing uh but they still make it to the round of 16 so uh that's good news there actually just quickly this is not an australian but i i do want to seriously mention a new zealander here in the boxing uh david nyaka uh won through to the semi-finals against his belarusian competitor and i know i'm kind of a bit biased and to my own horn about the whole boxing experience but one of the nicest genuine boxers i worked with uh during in the Commonwealth Games, Nick Chester, our good friend over on our other shows, he works with his sister. And this was literally a boxer that Nick said to me when I he found out I was working boxing. He's like, oh, check out this New Zealand boxer. He, he won a gold, I think, in Glasgow, and he's quite somewhat famous here in New Zealand as a boxer. Very nice guy. And in an Olympics, he will win a medal because he is now through to the semifinals. So it doesn't matter. Even if you lose in the semis, because boxing, you get a bronze if you lose a semi. So great story there. I really do like to see uh, David go through there. You get a bronze if you... You get a bronze and you get a bronze. (laughs) (laughs) I legitimately messaged Nick straight away and I'm like, David! And he's all like, oh yeah. Like he's telling me that their work is literally stopping to watch these bouts because obviously he works with his sister. So it's kind of like, it's a cool little thing going on there. Um, In the diving, uh, we've got two Australians through to the semis. In the three-meter springboard, uh, which is uh, exciting, so both Esther Quinn and Annabelle Smith are through there. You mentioned the equestrian. I can tell you that. Uh, what are we in the team? This is the three-day eventing. This is another one of those events, Jared, that is sort of nostalgic. We won three in a row, did we not, between Barcelona and Sydney from memory? One of our best Sydney gold medals. Um, Shane Rose is in eleventh on his horse Virgil. Where's Andrew? Is he ridden yet? It uh, doesn't look like Andrew's uh, hoided up yet. He's still to go. He was so. also injured by Pavarotti. Pavarotti was on a rampage. Yeah, that that horse is a bastard, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> in the golf, uh, Cameron Smith is tied for 20th. He's four under par. While our mulleted man... Oh, that's our mulleted man, isn't it? The other Aussie is uh, Mark Leshman. He's tied for 51st, one over par. Come on, Mark. Pick your game up. Um, in the rowing, I will say that we did... Uh, we were in both the eights finals. Uh, fifth in the women's 
And the men's, they were dead last. They were kind of like that uh, Sudanese role from last week. I feel like they cut away and went to the medal ceremony. Like, geez, pretty embarrassing. Um, in the sailing, in the laser, so uh, Matt Verne, we talked a little bit about him yesterday. He did not have a very good race today. Uh, finished 12th. But luckily for us, uh, his nearest competitor, Pavlos Contides from Cyprus, also had a bad one. He was an eighth. So Matt leads that by 11 points. Uh, and the medal race is on Sunday, but it's the way Channel 7 we're talking up today. He could basically do well enough in tomorrow's race and he could potentially have already wrapped up the gold. So, uh, of course, that's the the 470 is what we've won the last two gold medals in in both uh, London and Rio. So every chance there. Um, in the shooting, I think we were involved there, but we didn't do very well. Uh, in the trampoline, uh, Jessica Pickering did not make it through the final. She finished last uh, 16th, uh, unfortunately, there for her. Um, in the athletics, uh, good news for the field events. You can always rely on our field events. Matthew Denny straight through to the final of the, the discus. That was good. I enjoyed watching the discus today to see Matthew Denny there. And the Yo Bro Pro curse is still not dead because, uh, Brandon Stark is through to the final of the, uh, the high jump, uh, behind Django. Actually, no, he jumped the same height as Django. They all did. That's the qualifying height. That's generally how it works, right? Um, and we had a, a runner in the 100 meter, uh, for women. And if I can find her name and it's gone off my screen, but she did not make it through, which was Eddie. sad. Uh, Hannah Basic. Uh, went ran through apparently the fastest time ever by a woman since uh, Melinda Gaines of Taylor, I believe, in Sydney. So uh, she was pretty proud with that. Uh, Edward Trippus uh, did not make it through to the next round on the steeplechase. I believe he tripped us over, uh, maybe. And uh, Katarina Bissett in the women's 800 meters also did not make it through the heat phase, unfortunately. I was expecting more from her, let's be honest, Jared. We all were, weren't we? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, hockey. Uh, it was a bit of a heartbreak for the uh, Kookaburras. We were leading at one nothing all match, and Spain got a last-minute equal. I didn't they celebrate, Jared? They acted like they'd won the gold. So still undefeated, the Kookaburras, but a draw against Spain. No mean feat. Spain are generally a very good nation in hockey. Um, rowing, I've gone through. Rugby sevens, I've gone through. Sailing, yep. Shooting, swimming, we'll talk about in the what we've got tomorrow. Tennis, Jared. Oh, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, the Yo Pro curse lives on. Um, oh. <laughs> there were chances there, like they can't, oh. Like it was on the racket and just, I don't know. It's just so disappointing to go down that way. I just, I hate, I hate super tie breaks and just, it doesn't seem fair that it comes down to, I'm like, just play a third set. <laughs> Yeah, I, I forgot that was a thing, but yeah, Barty and Piers unfortunately down in the Super thirteen eleven. It was a great match. I, this is what this moment where I had the tennis going, the rugby going, and the soccer going all at once. Um, you know what's going to happen though for bronze? Because big news, you two are happy. Djokovic unfortunately cannot win the Golden Slam because uh, he went out in the semis to Alexander Zverev. He will play for bronze, but he will also play for bronze against us because uh, the Serbian pair is going to be an all-Russian final for the mixed doubles. So we're going to have the world number one women's player and the world number one men's player playing off for Olympic bronze in mixed doubles. Jared, this is a pretty cool final. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I did love today like Barty going head to head with Rublev like from the back of the court like it's just so cool to watch and the fact that like you say we'll get the men's and women's number one players on the same court on opposite teams like it'll just be fun to watch those two go toe to toe 
wonder if that's ever happened before in Olympics. Maybe we can hit the research uh, files and see that. Uh, and the only other results, the Opals right now, three and a half minutes ago, uh, seven down against China, not looking good for the Opals. And uh, the Stingers, 15-9, lost to Spain in the water polo. So uh, their first loss, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what else did we watch today, gentlemen? I'm going to start with you, Mr. Hildo Hilding. Uh, what was on the agenda watching today? Uh, well, the rugby, uh, the soccer, those are obviously big ones. Uh, everything we talk about, the rowing, uh, I watched a lot. I didn't even realize. I think it, it helps that um, the two the two events that I absolutely had to see, uh, the trampoline and then the the 10,000 meters, I had uh, I tried to stay up for the trampoline last night, but I ended up uh, drifting off during the uh, the qualification. Uh, but then I woke up and figured, okay, I can watch the trampoline now. Uh, because I, I needed to finish the trampoline by the time the 10,000 meters started. Fortunately, Canada didn't medal in either of them, but uh, it's actually a very similar story on both of those because um, uh, Rosie McLennan, obviously, as I sort of alluded towards earlier, you know, nobody really necessarily expected her to win a gold medal again, but it became such like a big talking point. What if? because she wasn't expected to win in Rio. I mean, she also was recovering from an injury before Rio and ended up winning her second gold medal there. Uh, you know, nobody had ever won back-to-back gold. So imagine if she can win three back-to-back golds. This isn't even just bragging rights for Canada. This is officially, she already is the goat of trampoline, but uh, even more so if she wins three. Uh, but it was the reaction, like, you want to talk about Olympic moments that are sad, but great moments. If you re- get a chance try and watch uh, Rosie McClendon if they show anything from her perspective. The Canadian coverage, after she had gone, you have the British girl who went next, who ended up winning bronze. Uh, as soon as she was ahead of Rosie, I'm like, okay, that's it, Rosie's out of it. Because I knew that the two, two Chinese girls were probably going to take one and two, and they did. Uh, but you could just watch Rosie's reaction. They just kept cutting back to her after each jumper, I don't know what you call them, trampolinist goes next. And athletes, her reaction Colin. just keeps athletes. I know they're athletes, but we don't call it's shooters a real athletes. sport, Colin. <laughs> I'm the one who's bragging on the sport. This is like a you know national sport here in Canada. Are you about to say <laughs> don't call funny. shooters athletes? I'd call shooter an athlete. This is an Olympian. No, no, I'm not saying they're not an athlete, but you don't call them. Oh, the athletes. No, you call them the shooters, right? Like you, you're gonna call, them, call them the runners. Athlete. You're gonna call them the swimmers. It's all right, anyways, shooters. I-, I like you. It's all right. I'm sorry, Catherine Skinner, you didn't qualify <laughs> the Olympics because you interviewed with me, but still. <laughs> but like um, Rosie McLennan had been interviewed before the event, and they were asking her, you know, do you feel any pressure about the fact that you know you could become the first Canadian to win three back-to-back gold medals? And she says, I try not to even think about that because if I do, there's no way that you won't be let down. Uh, But you could tell she did because every time they cut back to her, there was just more and more disappointment. But she had tears in her eyes watching the other people go. But then as soon as the event ended, you realize like her tears were kind of, you know, sad that I think her career is over because she hasn't officially said whether she's going to come back or not. But I can tell just from her reaction to this event, that was like her goodbye. Uh, I've never seen an athlete be disappointed while congratulating somebody before and had it look so sincere. It was actually a really incredible moment to watch her going around to the three that beat her. Uh, the really sad thing about this is that this will be now the first time Canada has not medaled in women's trampoline ever. Uh, we have since Sydney, uh, medaled in every single Olympics. Uh, I think in the men's 
we've medaled twice. So maybe if if the men can pull off uh, another medal here, then then Canada's streak of meddling every Olympics and trampoline will be alive. But this is I remember in Sydney when we did medal, it was almost like a laugh. Like Canadians, like, can you believe we won a medal in trampoline of all things? And then all of a sudden, you know, you flash forward 21 years later and this is like National Pride of Canada. The trampoline day is on. You know, people are watching this live. Meanwhile, the only gymnastics medal Australia has ever won at the Olympics came in Sydney at the trampoline, and we celebrate that as our only ever gymnastics medal. So, um, we're, screw we're you, all, Canada. <laughs> we're all bragging on the trampoline here. Um, uh, but yeah, that was that was that was actually it was so. I I don't think there's very few times that I've when Penny came in fourth, I was just supporting. Oh, you know, I, it's gonna come down to one more race. She could break, break this record, but like, it wasn't even about Rosie McLennan's record. Like when. She finished seeing that she did as well as she did with her ankle bandaged up. I'm like, okay, there's a shot at a medal here. And as soon as the British girl went next and, you know, I saw that her score was better, like my heart literally sank. And if it wasn't for Rosie's reaction, I probably would have been in tears by the end of this. It was so disappointing. I uh, I watched it all, and um, I mean, I, I got to say our, our commentators are very complimentary of her. They they kept talking her up uh, significantly, so I I was really glad to see that. Um, so yeah, I I, I was rooting for her. I, I got to say and that. Even more sad. Um, that's the only cereal that apparently I can't buy. I mean, we we've got three boxes upstairs. We got original flavor Jennifer Abellios. We've got Honey Nut Andre de Grasses. We got Multigrain Penny Alexiacs. Uh, there's no way I'm buying the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Matt Burgers, our skateboarder. Uh, that's cereal I don't want to touch. But uh, I asked you because I can't eat Lucky Charms. It's not gluten-free. Rosie McLennan, of course, is on Lucky Charms, uh, Lucky McLennans. And I asked Jamie when I was at the store, I'm like, they've got the Rosie McLennan one here. Do the kids eat Lucky Charms? She goes, no, they don't really like it. I'm like, it's marshmallows in cereal. How do they not like this? It's like, I've tried to feed it before. It's just going to go to waste. I couldn't bring myself to buy it. I almost want to buy it just so I could have the Rosie McLennan cereal box. Your children are smart. Lucky Charms are disgusting. Can I just say that? Um, <laughs> it's not just- great, but uh, come on, it's Rosie. Jared, before I get to what you watched, just a couple of quick I'm updates. I'm done. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were done. Jesus. Can I just give you some breaking news? I was just so news, emotional. Go give breaking me some news. Breaking, breaking news. The women's singles gold medal match in table tennis is done. And as expected, Ma Long won. She defeated her countrywoman. Uh, countrymen. Sorry, that these was, are men. That um, was fan I was going to say. <laughs> 2021, I don't judge by gender. And breaking news, Canada's semi-final opponent in the football has not been decided. It is going to penalties. Netherlands and the US are both... Two all after extra time. And uh, this, this is a bit of a boil over because I think US went out in the quarters, I believe, in Rio. They're the reigning world champions. We know this is one of those uh, gold medals they always expect to win in the women's football. But I'm saying, come on, the Dutch. Get on there. Go on, you Dutch. Get on the train. You know, Dutch train. Toot, toot. Um, knockout. Like, I, I honestly don't hate America as much as everyone else clearly does in this show. But I can't stand this Rapindi, whatever her name is, that she's so arrogant and just ugh. so stuff you american football team come on dutch sorry uh colin what else right. did you watch quick quickly wrapping up uh the ten thousand meters obviously was the next thing i had to watch which i was watching as we recorded another podcast uh you didn't hear me explode on that podcast then uh canada didn't win mo ahmed's kind of like the opposite of rosie mcclennan he's never won an olympic medal but he's always like oh he's gonna be in there you know and he was very vocal going into this saying like, I want this. I want a medal. I, you know, I've had a career that deserves a medal because he is one of the best in the world. Uh, he ended up finishing sixth. The funny thing about this race is this is why I worried about these distance runs, how the heat was going to affect them. Um, apparently 
it, the, the race itself was the slowest in like decades for the Olympics for the 10,000 meters, obviously due to the heat, but the last kilometer was the fastest in history. So I really can't wait to go back and watch over this because at one point it looked like Mohammed was actually in the lead. Uh, but um, last thing I just want to quickly comment on is the debut. It was just the heats of the four by 200 relay mix four by 200 relay. Did either of you see this? I, I did not. I didn't realize a four by 200 was an event. Yeah, it's uh well, it's debuting, but it's a mixed event. So they're doing it where you have like two legs, one leg where it's just men, one leg was just women, and then two legs where you can choose to mix it up. Um, I don't sure know how I feel about four? this. It's a four, it's a four, four by, by two hundred. Oh, here. sorry, four by four. Sorry, you're right. I was gonna yeah. say the four by two is a very weird relay yeah. length, but uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there but, was yeah, a four the, by the, four mix. I'm thinking the four by two. I didn't realize I just added that last minute. Yeah, but uh, it was it was just weird, like. I, I get the appeal of it. Okay, so A, we want to make a statement, men and women competing equal level and everything. But like this, uh, some people are going to listen to say it's chauvinistic, but like the, the fact is that not even statistically, like the men who are running are going to be running because they are usually under a certain limit and the women are, you know, naturally a little bit slower. It just looked bad in this race where you had one leg where every country put up a woman, but but I think it was Nigeria decided to put a man up. And he goes, he he's third coming into the transition, like third last coming into the transition. And then he ends up pulling so far ahead of all the women that he's got a 40 meter lead by the time they trade off again, which just sort of looks like, oh, well now we're mixing up the events, but now we're just gonna see the men blow the women away. And then as soon as they transition away from there, Nigeria falls so far behind that it was like Australia putting their fastest swimmer first, which I know you guys talked about yesterday, where all of a sudden they come in last and it's like, oh, well, what a dumb strategy that was, you know, putting a man against all the women and then it backfires the next one. It's just, it's, it will keep things unpredictable where I don't think you're ever going to be able to call a match because you're not going to know who's coming up and who's going to put a man up a woman. But I don't know how I feel about mixing them up in the running. Great. Uh, after our great conversation last night with Jared and I, praise the addition of mixed events in these sports. Now Colin comes along and just bags it out. <laughs> I know. I, like I'm saying, I, I, I honestly don't know how I feel. There's some excitement to it. I like Where you're it. like, I don't know. It's just, you know that when you've seen these parts where you know the men are going to run faster. If we get a woman who runs faster, that's going to be great. I'm going to be like, wow, that's incredible. She ran faster. But we know that 95% of the time, just based on, what these athletes have to qualify at, the men are going around. And then it just sort of looks bad, like the women are being left in the dust. I, I, We talked about this last night about, like, it's a big thing at the Youth Olympics, and they go even a little bit further at the Youth Olympics, how they do mixed nations, not just mixed genders. But um, I like it. I don't know. I think it's kind of, it adds an extra medal. I'm never going to complain to an extra medal. And uh, I enjoy what I saw in the swimming. So, um, yeah, I say, I say bring it on. Uh, that's my idea. Um, just also quickly, Jared, before I throw to you as well, I will mention in that 10,000 metres, uh, Australia's Patrick uh, Tiernan finished 19th. Uh, so good job there for Patrick. I love how here they're running this uh, 27.43.22. Uh, Solomon Brega did it. Uh, my 10K that I did last year, I think I did in about an hour and a half. That was half walking, half running. And so <laughs> like, This is like, I, I do a lot of running and 10K is my best distance. The closest I've ever come to a medal in, you know, local competitions was i finished fourth once oh, uh, that gold. was my best that was exactly yeah i've won a canadian gold but that was my best 10k time and that was 48 minutes and 45 seconds i think so Good this just, it just blows me away like and they're doing this Literally. when it's 35 degrees outside who knows what it is what's the temperature right now in tokyo 
I don't know, hot. I saw Evan Dunphy on Twitter today uh, was talking about how uh, he's he's partitioned uh, Canadian athletes because they finish fourth so often to uh, get a maple medal. Uh, so um, <laughs> he was he was talking that up for Rosie. Uh, just quickly, uh, the Dutch have had their first penalty kick and it's been saved by the US goalkeeper. So just like in the Canadian versus uh, Brazilian one, it started off the same. Uh, Jared, what, what did you watch today? Uh, mostly what we've already mentioned, a bit of the athletics, uh, the women's 100-meter heats, which were exciting, a um, couple of the field events, the discus, the rowing, the tennis, um, the BMX. Shout out to her actually in the BMX. Shout out to Lauren Reynolds because I feel like she's just being completely overshadowed by agree. The, the amount of coverage of um, Saya Sakakibara, which is not, not that that's unwarranted, but just it was. it's almost like, well, we did have another athlete Australian athlete who made the final finish fifth out of the field of eight in the final. Like it's a really impressive achievement and she just zero coverage, even watching it live. It was just it's like, um, she's in the final here. You could mention it. Yeah. But um, outside of that, the team sports, um, watching the Opals lose currently um, hmm. the soccer, of course. Uh, but yeah, that was about it. I've got to say quickly, you mentioned the 100 metres. I didn't catch it, but um, I don't feel we've talked up much on Shelley Ann Fraser-Price, the woman mm. with the most names in the world, I think. Um, her fourth Olympics, of course, she went back-to-back Beijing and London, got the silver in Rio. Um, I mean, obviously, all the talk came over Usain for doing the triple, but, I mean, Usain's not back to do the quadruple. I mean, I realise that she didn't get the gold in Rio, but, I mean, she wins gold here, three gold and a silver. Like that's that's in, at 100 meters. Like that's an absolutely insane achievement. So I'll be I'll be watching that one tomorrow with with Shelley and Fraser Price. Maybe I think we're we're all set to commentate the men's, but maybe we can commentate the women's as well. Maybe we can add that. I will mention today with no commentary today. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't quite get out to the golf course, but we will tomorrow. Um, uh, well, maybe Sunday. We'll delay it to Sunday. We'll talk about that a little bit after. Um, yeah, I watched a lot today. Was sort of. A lot was going on, and as I mentioned earlier this evening, it was kind of I had three screens growing on all at once. It was uh, very, very tricky, and I was, of course, watching in the AFL because Carlton won tonight. We're still in a chance for the finals. I know you're both big footy fans, but anyway. Um, caught some of the rowing, um, the canoe. Uh, had a bit of the archery going on for a little bit there as well. I'm, I'm literally watching the soccer right now. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I go from that. Athlete of the day. Now, I've got a few potentials here, but uh, I, I want to... Let's go to Colin. Colin's always like, who's your day two athlete of the day, Colin? You're catching up, aren't you? Well, I, I was just going to say, I, I had said, because I was on the episode yesterday, I'm like, what do you want to bet that there's just going to be, no matter, this is like a day before, I'm like, there's going to be a unanimous agreement of, oh, it's definitely an Australian for athlete of the day. And lo and behold, You Jess would have Fox. agreed with Jess Fox. Like, that I, is well, like... Actually, I was going to say, I... I I, I don't, you know, say, okay, no to Jess Fox or whatever, but there wasn't even no discussion one says no to Jess San, Fox. San Marino. I'm like, as soon as I woke up and saw the San Marino thing, I'm like, okay, they may actually go with San Marino here. Did you listen to the episode? Like, she was close. Yeah, did you, you blew it off. You're like, I guess the only other one in discussion is San Marino, but no, it's Jess Fox. Uh, of course, Australia takes another athlete of the day um, on the day. I just want to add, can I, I just add? I wanted to add one thing from yesterday. Now, this isn't me putting up an athlete of the day. But there was another one you very much glossed over that you probably didn't see the event, which I would have made a big case for yesterday. Bobby Fink, um, whatever event it was he won, I don't know what the you know, uh, exactly the, the discipline was, but uh, he was an American who won. 
it was probably the quickest comeback I've ever seen in Olympic swimming history. So much so that like they were just cut into the reactions of, I think they cut to a reaction of Caleb Dressel, who was sort of in the warm-up pool watching it, where his jaws dropped because this Bobby Fink guy went in like probably the last 20 meters from fourth or fifth place to winning. It was just insane. But you no, didn't watch Stubbley Cook win, did you? He did the same. Come on, look at you unbiased against I, Australians. I had to I had to give a shout out there. I was like, oh, okay, if I'm not on the episode today, I know another Australian is taking it. But uh no, I will say I mean I, I did think Jess Fox with that. I would I would have liked a little more discussion on it though with San Marino. Well, 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 can I just add? I want to add to the the level of of the Jess Fox win and what that means to to us in this country right now. We talk up Channel 7 replaying things to death, right? Like they they've done that a lot with Jess. But like the difference is with the Jess Fox stuff. They legitimately showed uh today the whole race with like her dad's reaction and everything. And they showed him like tearing up everything like I legitimately teared up watching that. And this is Channel 7 finally buying into that crap. Like, just the way they did it uh, was so good. And, like, this, shut up, Colin. This is our gold medal of the Olympics. <laughs> this is the one we all wanted more than anything. Well, this is like you winning gold in Vancouver. And But meanwhile, by the way, USA have just gone through, so you're playing America <laughs> in the semis. Good luck with that. But um, screw you, Colin. Jess Fox is an icon of this country. You leave her alone. We just tied up the basketball. Two seconds left. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Like <laughs> the soccer. <laughs> I'm on the wrong channel. <laughs> Screw uh, America. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, my, I guess, selfish act of the day would actually be Rosie McLennan just because it, like, everything about that event and her reaction just tells me this is sort of it for her and the send off that she was getting um, as well. Mo Ahmed, who, you know, came in six in the men's 2000 meter. If I were to put up a Canadian athlete of the day, uh, it would be him as well, because uh, I, I also have a feeling that this was like, okay, this is my last shot. I've never won a medal. And it was weird watching the end of the 10,000 meters because every athlete who finished was coming up and hugging him. They weren't going to the the winners, the gold, the silver, the bronze medalist. It was like everyone, it almost felt like, okay, they know something that we don't. Like he said, I'm out after this. I really want to win a medal. And all of his colleagues were just like, you know what? You're the man. You should have had something to end your career with this. But I'm telling you just from following Mo Ahmed, Mo Ahmed's coming back in the next Olympics. So uh, I'm not going to be selfish enough to say, yes, let's give Mo Ahmed a send off for Rosie McLennan. I do have a good one that I do want to put up though. And I think Ben might be angry at me for it. No, 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 I'm angry at the basketball because I'm literally tripped it over and with 0.6 seconds to go it looks like we've fouled China Australia are not happy about it and they're going to get two shots here where's the foul okay Australia's holding her arm I think that's a foul stop complaining Australia that's a fair foul I'm Jared I'm gonna she's holding her arm how is that not a foul is an Australian Elon saying the Chinese girl was fouled (laughs) Jesus well I'm gonna nominate them for athlete of the day how about that Uh (laughs) go for it if you want to and then what Um, I'm going I actually really, really worried about my reaction for putting up somebody from Great Britain for athlete of the day. Oh. <laughs> Ben's going to say, uh, I held off in it for Tom Daly, even though I think Tom Daly probably should have gotten a, a fair shake uh, a couple days ago. But uh, the BMX, the, the, the woman who won the BMX, Bethany Shriver. Now, you gave it to Kaylee for dropping the F-bomb. Did you notice she did the same thing but didn't apologize for it after she the, won right the into the camera? The thing I saw is her collapsing, the British silver guy picking her up without consent. She's literally like, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> he picks her up and is like, yay, yay, yay. And then I that saw her getting great. put down and she's she's literally like, I just need to sit down. Yeah, I just need to rest <laughs> my legs. Like, I think that that's got to be one of the great uh, celebrations. But afterwards, once she able was to stand on her legs, she goes up to the camera, she autographs the lens, and I, I, she drops Have it. Have you never seen that before? 
no, 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 but hold on. She drops an F-bomb there. And then the commentators, which are the British commentators, say, we apologize for the language. <laughs> but she is very excited. Uh, but what I really want to put her up for is, is not just the fact that she won and it was this great victory celebration. So I think that's half of it. But just reading up some of the history, you know, we have sort of said, you know, the idea of creating multiple sports for men versus women isn't the big issue. It's not like, oh, women have a chance at, you know, more sports because that sort of hasn't been the big thing. A lot of the sports that there weren't female sports for was because there's not enough competition. You know, you don't want to have two countries dominating every time. Uh, with, with her, though, she actually made a good case where funding was cut for women's BMX in Great Britain. They said, we're only going to fund men's because we only have the money for it right now. She took it upon herself to take a full-time job as a teacher's assistant while starting a GoFundMe campaign just so she could train for these Olympics. Not only does she fund herself all the way to the Olympics, but she goes on to win gold by like a split second. Like that, that was just such a great story when I read that and you know, just sort of reading up a little bit on her, like a ton of personality and very few athletes have to go through that. When, when we talk to, well, not we, when I talk to, so maybe there's a chance they'll actually come back. Um, our, uh, um, uh, what was, oh, I'm forgetting the name now. The, um, the, the, the Nordic combined guy. Oh yes. Him. Yep. The Nordic combined guy. When I talked to him and he was talking about how <laughs> underfunded sports, uh, Nordic combined is like the most underfunded sport in Canada. It still receives some funding. He's like, you know, oh yeah, we look for donations and stuff like this. She worked a part-time job to get herself to the Olympics while starting a GoFundMe campaign. Like that's just ridiculous. that There could be so little funding for somebody like that. I will consider it possibly, but she's British. So uh, is she actually, hang on, when I say she's British, is she English or is she Scottish, Welsh, Welsh or Northern Irish? Because if she's Scottish, Welsh Good or Northern question. Irish, I'll have it. But if she's English, then we've got a problem. You look it up. Jared, your thoughts. I will. Um, I mean, it's got to be Alexander Zverev. The biggest <laughs> upset. No, like the biggest upset of like the entire game's so that's a far, pretty good point. Beat somebody who was on like an absolute streaks. Novak won all three Grand Slams this year. Was on track to win the Golden Slam. Hadn't faced and like iota of competition so far on his way through. Won the first set six one. Was just looking like it was just going to completely dominate. It was up a break in the second for Zverev to come back, win that second set, win the third set six one. It was just. Uh, like massive achievement and this is like i mean i'm obviously happy as not a djokovic fan but just anybody beating djokovic on any level um is just an amazing achievement so i think it speaks for itself look i'm gonna put mine up and because we're all got different ones there. i like them got different ones but i'm sorry colin i'm swayed more on jared just because i love djokovic but i mean it is actually like he sells that well it is a pretty good story and i'm sorry other people have to fund themselves to get to the olympics too suck it up princess oh i'm british and i can't get to the olympic boohoo she won a gold medal <laughs> Colin's so angry At this point I'm just convinced That there is like a Don't pick Colin's athlete Hang on, going you, on behind the scenes. you haven't heard Ben Waterworth Because I might sway you uh, Yet You never know uh, Just a you, you, honorable... Hold on You are more swayed But you just basically stated You are more swayed towards Jared's His is based solely on his hatred for Djokovic But no, well, like, no, I think Jared sells it well, though, because, like, he legitimately has a point. Like, Djokovic, like, has had no competition, and he's been on such a... And this is one of the biggest talking points of well, these I'm Olympics. I'm sorry the gender equality in sports means nothing to Ben Waterworth. And also, I want to say, as I think I mentioned on the show last night, I feel like we don't always have to just choose a gold medalist. Like, we can choose uh, people who do things I agree. I tried of- to put up Kylie, and you shot me down. 
<laughs> well, Colin's getting emotional. Uh, some people I want to put up there just honourable mentions. Uh, you think I'm just being racist against the Brits? I'm about to put up a fucking Kiwi, all right? Um, Hamish Bond, part of the men's eights, when he's third gold, he was a flag bearer for New Zealand. And, like, three gold for New Zealand is, like, 80 gold for Australia. Like, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. I think he's about their third most successful Olympian in history. So uh, that's, a, that's a pretty big deal for him. Uh, the other honourable mention I want to put up is Tatiana Schoenmaker, the winner of the women's 200 breaststroke, their first oh, yeah. female uh, swimming gold since Atlanta. And just, again, the scenes, like, literally everybody in that pool got around her and, like, hugged her and, like, was just... That's, yeah, that would, that would be a good alternate there, yeah. As a world record too. I legitimately, and the other one, uh, this is kind of a two-prong one, but my, my one we'll get to in a minute. Um, Sam Kerr would be the obvious one if we look at the Matildas, but I'm going to put up Tegan Micah because her saving that penalty really swayed that game to the Matildas' face. We went from one end to the other, got the goal, got another goal, so it really went our way. And if, if Britain scores that goal on that penalty, we're probably screwed at that point. I am putting up, though, a Canadian. I'm putting up Stephanie LeBay, the goalkeeper for Canada. They were getting routed by Brazil. They should have had plenty of goals scored against them. Then in the penalty to have the first Canadian penalty saved straight away, and then Brazil just went on a streak and thinking, oh, they're, they're screwed here. Stephanie comes out and then saves the last two to put Canada through to the semifinals. So my nominee is Stephanie LeBay, the goalkeeper for Team Canada. So we've all got three ones here. Uh, I'm not voting for the Brit. Sorry. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> So you're not swaying me on that, unless I've unless I've uh, swayed either of you to choose the Canadian. I'm voting for for the German tennis guy. I, well, actually, I was gonna say I would really like to go with Tatiana um, because I, very few people react like that, and it's a big deal on that in and of itself. But the fact that not only her own teammate was like coming over, but she was basically being swarmed by Americans who were so happy for her. Like when the Americans are happy for you, you know you're the athlete of the day. But were the Hungarians happy for her? Hungarians are always happy. <laughs> our man, our, our, our guy the other day made it through to the final and he cracked like a, a, an inch of a smile. Um, <laughs> all right, well, uh, let's let's throw it to Jared then because, uh, I mean, if you turn around and vote for um, Thingo, we're going to be kind of screwed there. So uh, have you been swayed on Showmaker or are you sticking with Zverev? You know what? I'm not budging. I'm over swimmers getting athlete of the day. <laughs> And you know I think what, bugger, I'm with it too. Because was, I think this is just like, this is a huge, just like this eclipses the Olympics. This is a, just a huge sporting moment that nobody and, saw and coming. You know what sways me? And you know what sways me? A, I hate Colin. And B, <laughs> I'm sick of gold medalists winning our athlete of the day. And I realise Averis could probably go on to win a gold. But today he's not a gold medalist. Today he's just a finalist. So, yeah. And plus I'm sexist. I hate women. So... Uh, <laughs> Somebody use that sound clip for my future. Um, ben Waterworth goes on to make it in life and all of a sudden they play that clip. I hate women. I hate them. All of them. They're coarse and rough and irritating and they get everywhere. They are. Some of them are. Um, all right. Uh, Colin, you're going to leave us in a couple of minutes, so I'll let you quickly give us oh, some of your... commentary. See, we can uh, extend you know, by a few minutes here. We can extend. All by right, a few good. Minutes. All right, good. Well, I was, yeah, uh, good Commentary. to see that we're working this out on live. Yeah, CBC fails and and good stuff. Oh, first, before I get to that, I just want to quickly update you. Uh, uh, Jamie has been watching some of this with me, and as I mentioned to both of you last night, uh, she has some great alternate commentary, which is basically when I'm trying to watch it, 
she is talking about things that nothing. So where we were watching uh, one of the men's swimming events, she just looks at the TV and says, you ever wonder why men have nipples? And I'm like, <laughs> hey, no, I do. I've legitimately always asked that question. She spent the entire race Googling why men have nipples. And then as I'm trying to watch another event, she's like, oh, this is really interesting. You'll be interested in this. It's like, apparently, because she started going about cat's nipples, apparently cat nipples. And I'm like, I have no idea what else she's saying, but she's giving me statistics. And afterwards, I'm like, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she's like, are you even listening to me? I'm like, no. I like flat out was like, it wasn't one of these things. Like, sure, I'm listening, Jamie. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm trying to watch this. She's like, I'm here telling you very interesting things about nipples and you're not paying attention to me. And she wasn't making a joke. She was legitimately upset that I wasn't listening to her nipple story. <laughs> and true story, to this day, Colin still has not seen nipples. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so two commentary moments here. Uh, one was just sort of funny um, during um, uh, one of the swimming events. Uh, I can't remember what the guy's full name is, but Duncan something. Uh, so uh, the, our analyst, our expert or whatever, Byron McDonald, he kind of goes through all the statistics on people. And after all his introductions are over, uh, the co-commentator was like, Duncan was checking his phone when you were introducing him, Byron. And he just sort of paused, like he was upset about that. Like, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't be checking my phone during the Canadian commentary. And he goes, Making sure he didn't miss any calls, probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but the really good one, this will this will especially uh, be a winner because of Canadian math. So um, during the the end of the the two hundred meter uh, medley, <laughs> uh, the play by play guy says, "And they're gonna flip for the last fifty in the one hundred, four, five, fifty. You know what I mean? The two hundred meter medley." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like our commentary during the week, doesn't it? <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, those are the good ones. Jared, do you have any? No, I don't have anything particular. I feel like I've already just said just like the the overexposure in the BMX, like the fact that we had two athletes in there and it just really didn't feel like it and they'd already kind of pre-planned what story they were going to run with. Um, just, yeah, I just thought that was a bit disappointing. The thing that I have with the BMX is whoever the guy is was a bit of a dick because when uh, What's-A-Face is basically dead on the ground, at that point we were worried for it, his go-to comment was, sadly, she won't be in the final. (laughs) (laughs) How very Australian. You all said we were worried about them, not all of us, not Canada. I want to say the swimming to last because I feel that's where it uh, it leads here. Uh, Our good friend Edwina Bartholomew, uh, when talking about our sailor's uh, chances that he has to do well and he can basically uh, win the gold already, her line was, um, oh, he can basically kick back with a cheese platter and a bottle of wine and still win gold. (laughs) Very Australian there. Uh, They had uh, Aaliyah Green on, of course, uh, Rugby Sevens player who sadly got cut, uh, one of the stars of Rio. She got cut very last minute. It was very controversial. They had her in the studio and they're there going like... uh, come on, what's, what's your moments of the games? And she's like, oh, look, the, the men's uh, Fijian team winning. I love it. You know, I was born in Fiji. It's such an emotional moment. To which then Edwina Bartholomew goes, yeah, but you also loved Jess Fox, right? And then they <laughs> cut Jess Fox's win. And then I lateralize That's- her reaction. She literally says, yeah, well, I've had to see it a few times. <laughs> like, that also, think- if I had been on the show yesterday, would have been my reaction. It's like, Canada, where are you going? to put up for athlete today colin yeah but you love jess fox too right right <laughs> um swimming 
Uh, first of all, I have to say happy birthday, 50th birthday to Lord Mayor Basil Zemplis. It was his 50th birthday today, so uh, what a way to celebrate there. Um, now, uh, I'm not too sure, though, about his little... Uh, we've talked about some of the, the chemistry in the box between Basil, Liesel and Thorpey. Liesel and Thorpey have been having a bit out at each other. Um, I know Basil had a bit of a comeback to uh, Thorpey the other day when Thorpey was saying, oh, I don't like that, and Basil's like, oh, as long as you win. Uh, today it uh, came from the form of Wang uh, from China. So Thorpey goes, there's Wang from China, sorry, Wong. To which then Basil goes, Wang from China. Like, <laughs> this basically overrides Thorpey. Um, can we also point out that at some point during the 200 backstroke, after calling her the correct name of Kylie Mass throughout the entire race, Basil then goes from Kyle Mass to Kyle Moss, to which then <laughs> Thorpey and Liesel both started calling her Kylie Moss. Um, not sure how that picked up there before. Um, and then I also enjoyed uh, Liesl Jones's explanation of backstroke swimming styles. So uh, the swimmer from China was bouncy. Uh, Kaylee McEwen was less bouncy. And Kylie Mass slash Moss was beautiful and smooth. So um, just, I, I, I prefer the not the less bouncy. That's Can we how make that, that part of our commentary tonight? Or is it just going to sound terrible if we do it? I think so. You know, I, 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 I think both, maybe. Uh, and the one I wanted to point out with Nick Green in the rowing, uh, similar to our New Zealand friends the other day with the archery, he said, oh, USA are so strong in the men's eights. They were fourth in Rio. Uh, <laughs> bloody great, weren't the, the, the men's eights. Um, and I just have to have my little sexual innuendo, hee-hee, <laughs> Ben moment of the day, where Nick Green said, a delighted cox there. Why wouldn't you be? Just because I'm a sick individual. Uh, before we look ahead to tomorrow and what we've got going, Colin, we took up your advice and went to the Sobies. Feed the dream. Uh, now, we put in a message yesterday. I want to leave this up to you. What do you want to send a message to today? And then also we'll read a couple of these ones. What, what In 20 characters or less, what do you want to say to Team Canada as you get your breakfast right now, I see? Look at you. <laughs> Jamie, well, what oh, am I eating? Jamie, slow, which Cheerios slow Jamie is this? can't cook you anything. Has to bring you a bowl of cereal today. It's, I asked her which Cheerios it is. She says it's Andre de Grasse. So it's Honey Nut Andre de Grasse's. Andre, uh, it's Andre de Grasse topped with blueberries. Topped with blueberries. Okay. Andre please, de Grasse please also with blueberries. Tell, please tell your wife as well. I also wonder why men have nipples too. <laughs> Jamie, Ben also wondered why men have nipples. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> so. It's really a cool Mystery. I know. Cool mystery. I, actually, I actually have always wondered that. I want to. I I need to message your wife and ask her about nipples. <laughs> no, no, no. You won't. You can stop that right now. <laughs> all right. So, so this is just all Team Canada, right? Yeah. So this is a 20, 20 minutes. Share your message with Team Canada. What do you want? What do you want to type in right now? All right. Uh, how about uh, you go Canada? You go Canada. Stay bouncy, less bouncy, beautiful and smooth. Say bouncy, less bouncy, beautiful, and smooth. All right. Can I just say, I, I, I was saying this to Jared yesterday. I used to shop at Sobeys every now and then, and I, I'm kind of jealous now that you can, you can get these bags. I want one of the – I want Kylie Mass on my shopping. Um, can you get me I one got, if I buy that jacket and send it to me? Well, hey, it's the closest, uh, it's the closest grocery store to my house, so I'm going to be going there this afternoon now. Uh, input your name here. Let's type in Colin Nipple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
your email. Oh, I said this on air again last night. Colin Hilding at <laughs> gmail.com. Um, That's what all the spam was from. <laughs> So uh, let's quickly have a look at uh, Canada's messages. I uh, should have really picked up that 66 pages worth, but let's just try and find a random one here. Uh, the Howe family. Damien, you're such an amazing athlete. London is cheering you on. Go for gold, Damien. Famous Canadian athlete called Damien. Yeah, um, he's, he's our decathlon. He's most likely to win gold. Shirley and Rick, you've got this. Short and simple. <laughs> I like it. Um, let's see here. What have we got? Aaron Wright. We are so proud of all our Canadian athletes for training under such difficult circumstances and getting to Tokyo. Go Canada. Go. Um, wow. Canadians are so boring. What happened to like, <laughs> hi, this is Jenny. Did you get my message? Um, <laughs> I miss those days. Oh, hang on. I wonder if this has been sent in by somebody who works for Sobeys. Isha. Sobeys is amazing. That's it. <laughs> Bit of our self, uh, self advertising. Look at the savings. <laughs> I guarantee that will end up on the damn quilt. <laughs> uh, all right, last one here. Juan Cruz, today's the day that you have dreamed. Do your best no matter what. You are a winner and enjoy the adventure. We will always be proud of you. Oh, so nice. Come on. Get some stuff out there. What are our Australian moments of the day here? Team Oz, Olympics. Uh, we can vote for Zach Stubbley Cook becomes an Olympic champion. Go gobbledygook for Zach Stubbley Cook. Uh, the women's 4 by 200 meter freestyle freestyle relay win bronze. At least the Olympic Committee can celebrate that, unlike Channel fucking 7. Uh, uh, Fox wins C1 to become most successful canoeist. Or Barty and Piers advance to semifinals. And, well, that's a bit dated, that one. I'd go with Fox. Come on. Yep. What does the Fox say? She she gets the, uh, the number one there. Um... Tomorrow, I haven't even mentioned once at all today, Jared, because it's been obviously so well publicised in this country. Happy Green and Gold Day, by the way. The Australian Olympic Committee have promoted that very well, haven't they? Um, Mm -hmm. Did you know it was Green and Gold Day today? You know it. I look forward to that (laughs) day every uh, time it comes around. I, d- I did enjoy the AOC press release where they were like, to celebrate, several iconic buildings across Australia will be lit up green and gold. Every capital city, including fucking Darwin, was listed, and Hobart not even listed on that list. So uh, there you go. But uh, we have 21 events being decided tomorrow, medal events. Probably the big one, big one is the women's 100 metre, as we uh, talked about before. Uh, also in the athletics, we've got the discus. We've got the four by 400 mixed relay, Colin's favorite event. Um, and in the swimming, I will say that a bit of focus going on tomorrow for us in some of them, because we have got, uh, in the mixed 100 meter medley relay, Australia, Canada did not make that. Uh, we've also got the one that we will be commentating on tomorrow, uh, so our golf will wait another day. The 200-meter backstroke. Can the purse be put back in the purse? Can Kylie Moss break through and win the gold? Uh, she is the. She'll be in lane six. While Taylor Ruck of Canada, so two Canadians in it, and two Australians, two Americans, and two Chinese. So look at that. We've just got four countries in that. But Emily Seabomb was the fastest qualifier for that one. Kayla McEwen uh, was not quite up there. She got that's another commentary fail I wanted to point out that basically Basil and that were calling her lazy because she got tapped on the line by Kylie Moss. Like, oh, lazy finish there by Kaylee. Uh, so, okay, just a subtle dig there. 
but I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, the 800 metres. Oh, yeah, Ariane. Uh, it's so sad that as a Tasmanian, I'm sick of hearing her name. It's not her fault. It's Channel 7's fault. Uh, but Ariane Titmus will be in that final, as will Claire Melverton. But uh, Katie Ledecky, the favourite in that one. And uh, we will have the final of the men's 100-metre butterfly, Matthew Temple, is in that one there. Caleb Dressel. I just want to say, I forgot to mention yesterday, Caleb Dressel, tears on the podium. I liked seeing that. That was a that was a nice it's, little it's, moment there. It's actually quite refreshing to have a male American swimmer that you don't want to punch in the face, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, what are you talking about? Like, what are you saying? <laughs> oh, I, hi, was, hi, I was telling Jamie when we were watching last night, I'm like, when I see Ryan Lochte's name come up with world record, all I think is if anybody breaks that, they are our athlete of the day. You know, you know, I actually get a little bit nostalgic every time I hear his name. They're like, oh, world record holder. I'm like, oh, Ryan, there he is. Um, I should also mention tomorrow for Off the Podium, we've got our biggest day yet tomorrow. Uh, I mean, Charlotte Kasich technically is in uh, play tomorrow in the, the placings, but we can scrap her. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Ky- sorry, Charlotte, that was my fault. Uh, Kylie Moss is back, of course, tomorrow uh, in the 200 fly, but we've got our uh, two sprinters. It's Colin versus Ben, Aaron Brown versus Brendan Rodney. Who will do better? Uh, clearly, Brendan's going to go out in the uh, the heats, uh, but both will be running tomorrow. You, are they them along with Andre? You've only got three, or do you have an extra one that we're not mentioning? Thought Jerome Blake might have been, but I'll have to I'll have to Google that. We've got our uh, Aussie that uh, news.com today you reckons a medal chance, but I say I've got more of a chance of winning a medal in the four in the one hundred meters. But uh, I'm excited that we've got four. We've got uh, the next couple of days we're, we're quite busy. <laughs> Literally the next two days we have four athletes on the next two days, so no pressure anyone. Um, but obviously medal wise, Kylie Mass is the only one with a chance at a medal tomorrow. We'll be commentating that one. Uh, Jared, I'll start with you. What are you looking forward to watching tomorrow? Um. I think it's probably i would say the pool it's got to be the backstroke the uh, 800 meters um freestyle i just think i like i'm over the pool but like these last days are obviously kind of jam-packed with metal events um but then apart from that it's it's the 100 meters men's uh track beautiful colin uh honestly at, at this point Anything on the track is fantastic, even if it's just the heats. Like, I was just glued to the heats last night, and I don't think I would have done that for the swimming. Uh, but kind of like Jared, you know, I'm ready for swimming to be done. But uh, just to see if Penny can uh, win that last one, the 4 by 100 relay, obviously that's going to be a big one. Um, but um, I, I don't know. There's no there's no soccer on until Sunday now, so Canada's going to have to have a break unless we can pull off uh, something other than Penny Alexiak that's going to be all that Canada watches. I should also mention that New Zealand freaking made it to the quarterfinals of the men's, yet Australia didn't. So, like, there's a, there's a problem going on there. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the 200 back. I'm also looking forward to the women's 100 and also seeing the men in the heats. Um, another one I'm actually really excited for tomorrow is the archery. Uh, of course, Taylor Worth is in the quarterfinals. He's playing Turkey's Mete Gezos. Uh, so I'll be glued to that. I do love me some archery. Uh, so I'll be excited for that. The Boomers are back on the court tomorrow. We'll just have a good basketball team out there, Jared. We're playing Germany. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And also the boxing, our remaining boxer, Harry Garside, is playing one of my favourite boxers. I remember him vividly from the Gold Coast. Jonas Jonas from Namibia. The Jonas Jonas. Maybe I'll uh, hit record on that one tomorrow and we can uh, save that one for a rainy day next week to record Harry Garside versus Jonas freaking Jonas. Uh, Does Jonas have a middle name? 
uh, probably Jonas. Uh, <laughs> full name, Jonas, Jonas, Jonas. Uh, the men's quarterfinals are on tomorrow. So New Zealand play Japan in soccer. Cote d'Ivoire against Spain. Brazil against Egypt. Republic of Korea, Mexico. Germany didn't even make it through. So, shit, I might have to go for Egypt. Um, <laughs> Egypt or Cote d'Ivoire? So disappointed. Or Mexico. No, Mexico. Rainy Gomez. I like Mexico. Go Mexico. Um... We've got some more golf going on. Uh, the ho- Hockey Roos are back against more Argentina. Side we beat for gold in Sydney. Uh, so uh, 21 years on, can Argentina get revenge? Uh, probably not. Um, I just jinxed it then, didn't I? Australia will play for fifth against Rock. So look out there. Um, and, yeah, Barty and Piers will play for bronze tomorrow. I mean... Like, bronze is our first tennis medal since Athens, if we can go through with that one there. But I'm going to say right now, good for me. If we lose, Djokovic gets a medal. I know he's won a medal previously in the, the doubles, I believe, back in, was it Beijing? But, um, yeah, and also the women's, uh, can I say, you talk about the curse, the Ben Waterworth curse. I realise it's not an off-the-podium curse like I did it for the brink, but Belinda Bencic, she can go for double gold. She's in both the women's doubles and the singles tomorrow as well. So you watch her win silver in both. Just saying. Sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, the, the men, the Sharks, can get revenge for the Singers losing today in the water polo. The men also play Spain tomorrow. So uh, there you go. But, uh, gentlemen, it has been a lot of fun. Colin, you won't be joining us tomorrow, sadly, but you will uh, be on at least the commentary. So uh, that's a yes. positive, right? <laughs> that's very positive, yes. <laughs> yes. And, Jared, are you, are you afraid of the swimming? Are you going to join us in the swimming commentary tomorrow or are you going to stick away from the chlorine as well? Oh, I feel like I should. It's about time I give it a go. Oh, look at you, the the burden of joining us at mm. the uh, Aquatic Centre. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on all the channels out there. Uh, we appreciate all your feedback and support. Shout out to our uh, newest uh, fan out there. Um, uh, why am I going blank on his name? This is really embarrassing. <laughs> You're not I'm important enough to remember the name. <laughs> Kyle us. Chalmers, thank you. Uh, that's his name. You know, Olympic gold medalist for Australia, silver medalist in the 100. Uh, like one of our posts, so good to see brag subtle brag that our olympian friends love us so kyle you're welcome on the show so you won't uh, have another chance of winning a medal ever again and uh yeah up to date with all of our great posts that we're putting out there they're a lot of fun and we appreciate everybody getting involved with that um i got some more aussie heroes today and i still haven't got chloe esposito so i'm still very freaking sad i got uh oceana from uh the the sport climbing so there's something but anyway uh jared always a pleasure thank you very much for joining us Thank you. It's been fun. And Colin, maybe you'll get an athlete of the day eventually. So keep trying, champ. Keep that chin up. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. You got the maybe Hungarian to- swimmer. What more do you want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on. You brought oh, yeah, a smile. That was a victory. You brought a smile. So just, just remember. Can we, can we just hold on? Can we just put up Katinka now? No. Um, from. <laughs> Again, she was good in 2016, Colin. It's called Athlete of the Day, not Athlete of the Ath- Past. Athlete of Forever. Athlete of the Day. <laughs> the Day. Like, in Beijing, you cannot put up Eddie the Eagle, all right? You are not allowed <laughs> to put up Wayne Gretzky, okay? Just just, just no. Well, fine. Research. Enjoy your battle tomorrow for host of the day when I'm not there. I would never win host of the day, even if I was the only one on it. We know that. I can't. None of our guests win medals when they're on the show with me. Like, seriously, I am the curse. Like, I'm telling you now, if, Bree, you're listening to us, don't go to Beijing. You're not winning the bobsleigh. I'm telling you now you're not. All right? 
guest who I'm not going to spoil right now is going to appear on After Tokyo, who's a legitimate medal shot in Beijing. She's not going to win a medal either, all right? I am the problem. I admit it. <laughs> I am the problem. Jared, next interview, you're doing them. <laughs> I don't want that pressure. <laughs> yeah, well, look how it works out otherwise. Um, just future Olympians, say just no. Just interview when... Australian athletes and then it's fine. <laughs> hey, interviewing I'll... the rivals. <laughs> Americans. Let's get all these Americans on the show. Zoe, uh, Chloe Kim is our next guest on uh, Off the Podium. There she is. Is Lindsay Vaughn competing still? Um yeah, we'll get them all on. Um, any American moguls, skiers that I should look out for, Colin? <laughs> get them on the show. I'll do them. I'm happy to do it. It's all good. Oh, look, I've got all the point, the Furler Point sisters on the line. Yay, I'm no, doing them as well. don't you dare go near them. Hey, I would do them. I can't even finish that sentence. Close the show, Ben. Uh, thanks for tuning off the podium. We will speak to you tomorrow. Uh, good. Uh, no. Nah.